I'm Aaron Schachter, and this is The World. The voting has been completed. The machine is locked. Today, the U.N. General Assembly overwhelmingly adopted a resolution written by the Saudis. It condemns the violence by the Syrian government and the Security Council's failure to stop it. The result of the vote is as follows. In favor, 133. Against, 12. Abstention, 31. The U.N. correspondent for The Washington Post, Colum Lynch, was watching the vote. Colum, what is the U.N. actually able to do about the violence in Syria? Um, absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the General Assembly action today, um, somebody described the diplomacy to me at the U.N. They're saying the whole process is kind of going into this diplomatic twilight zone where it's like there's someone dead in the family, you know, sort of in another room and nobody wants to acknowledge that they've passed away. I mean, it's strange. I mean, the whole process of the negotiation sort of collapsed last month when Russia and China vetoed a resolution which was kind of laying out uh, Kofi Annan, the envoy Kofi Annan, sort of final blueprint for resolving the crisis diplomatically. There were elements of pressure on the parties to go along with a plan for a political transition. And the Russians and the Chinese blocked this and left Kofi Annan with very little diplomatic leverage to apply to the parties. And uh, we saw that he has resigned this week. And so the UN track, the UN diplomatic track is essentially dead. It's possible it could come back to life down the road. But I mean, the real sort of gravity is kind of shifting to the region and the next kind of phase of this is is going to be largely military. I mean, in a way, it feels like this is a bit of a sideshow. Well, given the fact that uh, Kofi Annan resigned for these very reasons, these these big divisions within the U.N., especially the Security Council, and the fact that this resolution was non-binding, why do you think they even brought it up? It does well, look pretty silly, as you say. Yeah, but I mean, the you know, I think that, you know, there's another example of this is the, the French foreign minister, you know, after the vetoed resolution was saying, let's hold a meeting of Security Council ministers and the Security Council and plot new steps. And he had to cancel it because no one was going to show up for it. I mean, you know, there's no prospect for breaking the impasse between the West and the Arabs on one hand and the Chinese and the Russians on the other so it's kind of stuck. But everyone, like the French foreign minister, wants to show that they're doing something. Yeah, well, it's a wonderfully noble thing what they purport to be trying to do. But it seems that every failed resolution, every failed plan just makes the UN look worse and worse. Um, yeah, it doesn't make it look like it's a serious organization when, you know, it's an organization set up to sort of, you know, to do diplomacy. And it's kind of handled in such a ham-handed way. Is it safe to assume that um, Moscow and Beijing were uh, two of the votes against? Yeah, it's safe to assume that. I mean, you know, before the vote, you had a lot of the the usual suspects, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, Iran, coming out and, and denouncing the West and saying that this resolution is, is kind of covered for a military intervention. South Africa came out with a kind of somewhat convoluted reasoning, you know, sort of saying that uh, they thought that uh, that this was not a balanced approach, um, but that, you know, in the cause of, you know, international unity will support the resolution anyways. But, um, but you know, clearly they wanted to register their sort of disquiet over, over the process. 
Colin Lynch is the U.N. correspondent for The Washington Post. He spoke with us today about a U.N. resolution condemning the violence by the Syrian government and the Security Council's failure to stop it. Colin, thank you. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. No problem.